0: Thank Hi guys, welcome back to your favorite podcast in Care Anarchy. And wow, do I have a guest for you today! I am so, so honored, so humbled, and excited to host this specific individual because um, one of his products was actually, I think one of the first serums I ever tried and it was from a YouTuber that I was following at the time and I I saw the brand and I was like I've got to try it so ever since then I got hooked onto hyaluronic acid and then you know rest is history so without further ado I want to introduce you guys to um, you know the chief chemist, one of the most legendary chemists of our time in skin health, um, and also someone who is leading the team um, for innovation at Epicutus. So Masunori Tamura, welcome to the show, Marky. I'm so excited to host
1: you. Okay, thank you so much. Yes, yeah, so, but that, let me say uh, the first, thank you so much for inviting and hosting me today. I'm so sorry to be here. Thank oh, you. it okay.
0: it is it is truly my honor. I am such a huge fan of your work and I can't wait to dive into all of the science. But first I want to learn all about you, Marky. I want to learn all about your background and your, you know, everything, like how everything started with Haralabo and um, now with Epicutus, you know, if you could yeah. walk us down memory lane.
1: Of course, of course. So, so okay. Uh, my name is again, so my name is Masanori Tamura. Uh, so, right now, I am the VP of product development at uh, Signal Bioscience, also the chief formulator of Epicure Skincare. So, so actually, like a two, 2023 is my 20 years anniversary of my career as skincare formulators. So, I can't believe I'm just saying 20 years. So, yeah. like my first 10 years in Japan and another 10 years in the US. So, I started my career at Loto Pharmaceutical in Japan. So, Loto Pharmaceutical is a big Japanese pharma company which owns a lot of skincare brands as well as well recognized as world number one eye drop manufacturers. Mm. So, this is where I developed hyaluronic acid skincare brand named Hadalabo. Yeah. It was like a 2004 or 2005. So you knew this at the level, right? Yeah, yeah how did you
0: how did you know that so i i actually discovered Hadalabo labo through um there was a youtuber at the time and this was when no one was talking about skincare actually marky and i was very interested you know i wanted to find the best brands and this specific influencer she was very very um into skin health you know really the facts and she recommended Hadalabo. labo and i was like oh my gosh i have to try this brand and then i remember i remember just getting so excited and and trying the formula and just falling in love. So it was it was like a huge eye-opener for me when I first tried your product. Um,
1: yeah, so. Oh my, yes, I'm so glad to hear that because I always ask American people if they know Hada level when I have a chance. But yeah. that actually not many people know that say yes. So right. it's always made me sad. But uh, so I, I wanna explain about Hada Labo first. So. Yes as you know, like hyaluronic acid is everywhere in the United States right now, right? Every yeah. single skincare product, there's a hyaluronic acid. But, uh, but uh, did you know Japan is the first place hyaluronic acid was utilized in the skincare? Did you know that? No, wow. So actually hyaluronic acid The booming in the skincare started from Japan, it's like a 2000. Around the more specifically, say it's starting from Hadalabo. yeah, and then more specifically, say it's starting from me. I would say, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so cool, Yeah. yeah. So, because like, a, so, so hyaluronic acid used to be very, very expensive, yeah, but uh. So around like two thousand so so Japan's company established to mass production of the hydronic acid by fermentation method so mm. because japan do you like a, like do you like a sushi yeah, well i've had sushi i'm not
0: i can't eat um any seafood, but I do like sushi <laughs> oh okay so yeah. it,
1: it, so when you eat sushis like uh you you're gonna use soy sauce. Right? So in Japan, a lot of food is made by fermentations, a lot of food. So that's why we have a lot of fermentation technologies. So that's why, so we Japanese companies making a a lot of hyaluronic acid by fermentation technologies. That's why, so Japan is really big from the hyaluronic acid.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes, and then actually like, Hadalabo, uh, we launched had a, had a lot of pharmaceutical launch Hadalab in two thousand four and five, and then hadalabo the got a big success in Japan, and it became Japan's number one skincare brand around two thousand seven or two thousand eight. So, yeah. and it was sold every two seconds. The product, pan, wow. like pan, It's it's that sounds cool, right? Yeah. And then, so we started to launch Hada Labo at Asian different countries around two thousand eight. So like uh, going to China, Korea, Taiwan, so Malaysia, Indonesia, and so on. So, yeah. so every time, so with Hada Labo international expansions, it's gave it gave a lot of international exposure to me. So every time we launch Hada Labo at different countries. I visited there to present story behind the brand. So it was so fun. Right. And then uh, at the moment, so I think you know, you know, in the, even right now in the United States, so yeah. many skincare brands saying, so we have different molecular size of hyaluronic acid. Yes. Like a, yes. We have high molecular weight, medium molecular weight, like a, small molecular weight, and then it's gonna be like a multi-layer moisturizations. Everybody doing it in the United States, right? Right, right. But the, actually we studied the kind of like uh, stories from in, in the harder levels. Yeah. Because because we successfully control the molecular weight of the hyaluronic acid, like at 2000, around 2000. And then uh, also we develop like a, a lot of different derivatives of hyaluronic acid. So adding different function to the hyaluronic acid, more like not only emotionalization, but also the wound healing or that kind of stuff. That's why- I-
0: That's so interesting. I I don't want to interrupt you, but I I want to ask you this because I mean you are literally the person to ask about you know hyaluronic acid. Is that when I discovered the ingredient, I didn't know anything about it. You know at the time, like I was so confused. But like one thing you know everyone was talking about was this you know this idea that we still talk about, which is that um it retains water. You know it's going to hold water a thousand times more. You know than normal. And so that was the first exposure. i had as a consumer you know to understanding yeah. scientifically what it's doing but you know i i really want to learn from you like what is the purpose of the different um you know molecular weights of hyaluronic acid and what why do we want you know with formulations i i've noticed you know you with your formulations you also have like four different uh types of hyaluronic acid right in your yeah in your Labo um
1: formula so what is the role of that you know these different sizes so it's with different sizes can penetrate different layer of the skin. Okay. So so basically, like a regular high, it's it's called high molecular weight of hyaluronic acid. It's like a like a one point like a more than one million uh one million dalton molecular weight. That is mm-hmm. very high. So yeah. that kind of like a high molecular weight hyaluronic acid doesn't penetrate at all. It stays on the skin. Right. But but even stay on the skin, they have a purpose because the high molecular weight hyaluronic acid can protect on the skin and then to stop evaporating water from the skin, inside the skin. And also it's gonna help skin barrier. Yeah. Right? So it's like a protection but, mechanism. Yeah, that exactly. It's yeah. like a, we call hyaluronic, bay, hyaluronic acid bay on the skin.
0: Yeah. But so uh, what can, about what about the yeah. lower ones then? The smaller, so the smaller uh types they go into the skin, they're able to penetrate.
1: Yeah, like uh can go penetrate, it depends on the molecular weight. Yeah. But uh, like uh it can go penetrate into the like uh, uh like so go to the like uh, so surface of the skin. But the mm-hmm. stair can be uh, can go. Into the epidermis, something like that. But uh, so one thing you need to care what uh, we need. You need to care about is if the hyaluronic acid so low, very low molecular weight hyaluronic acid. It's like a less than five hundred. Yeah, it might be work as pro-inflammatory agent. Oh wow! Yes, okay. that's why. So you need to care you need to be careful about that. So that's why I always say, not go to the too much low molecular weight hyaluronic acid. So you need to be careful about this. So let's say like a maybe more than more than 10K molecular weight. Yeah. Like a more, like a more than 10K to like a 1 million so you way. want, we
0: want the hyaluronic to be sitting on
1: top of our skin. That's the best way then. Would you agree to utilize it or no? So actually, uh, do you know, the lipid serum of the epicutes, yeah. you're using like a high molecular hyaluronic acid, which can stay on the skin. And then it's going to be the protecting the skin. Mm, this is the one way uh, of the hyaluronic acid. But at the same time, you can use like a mid-size of hyaluronic acid, more than 10,000 molecular weight, which can penetrate inside skin. And then it's to keep moistures uh, inside the skin.
0: Now, Margie, I want to know in terms of just hyaluronic acid, you know, because this is such a huge ingredient now, like you said, you know, America, like, you know, we, the American markets blew up, you know, with this information when it came to the US, you know, everyone was saying, you have to have hyaluronic acid in your skincare routine, it's a must, you know, and So many brands, you know, to this day are marketing the whole skincare line around hyaluronic acid. So my biggest question is really, you know, what is the difference between just buying a product that is a hyaluronic acid product versus buying a formula that has it in the formula, but it's not just that, you know, it's got everything else also in there is there a difference in terms of stability or uh efficacy of the hyaluronic when you combine it with other ingredients in a, in a serum or something yes for,
1: yes for example so you know uh, skin also having ability to produce like a hyaluronic acid so yeah. inside the skin yep. so 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 for example we we have like signum have like a the botanical extract, which called like a chia seed extract, so which is which is formulated in the epicutis like a bea cream. Yeah. So, for example, chia seed oil have like a, have a, like an enhancement of the hyaluronic acid production inside the skin. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah. so we can provide hyaluronic acid itself from the skincare, but at the same time, we can provide uh, the active ingredient which can promote the hyaluronic acid productions. So skin already have the abilities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's so interesting because, you know, um, I know what you mean, like the hyaluronic for everyone listening, you know, um, I think all of us are kind of aware now that you know the hyaluronic is in the dermal layers it's it's really there for the scaffolding reason you yes. know like yeah so so I my biggest question then is that what is the difference between the hyaluronic acid that our body is naturally producing for that scaffolding purpose versus what we utilize in skincare you know is there a different purpose or is it really that we're trying to mimic because it doesn't you know what I mean it doesn't make sense if we do it topically things work differently as you know you know than if we ingest them so what is your biggest advice you know to consumers when they're utilizing this ingredient and you know what they should be doing
1: with it rather than just assuming it's
0: you know what i mean going into the yeah, skin and yeah but
1: yeah but but i understand so that's why actually the epicutis uh we're gonna use so uh we're offering two products like lipid serum and then uh, Hy- hybea cream because yeah. So in the lipid serum, we're gonna provide high molecular weight hydronic acid, which is kind of like a hyaluronic acid bay. So it's like a protection of the skin, but uh, like it never go into the, the dermis. Right. That's why in the Hybeia cream, we're gonna provide chia seed oil, uh, which can enhance like hyaluronic acid production in dermis. So that is a way we provide hyaluronic acid, like a moisturization from the boss product.
0: That's interesting. Now, so what are some of the things that you say, like, okay, so hyaluronic acid itself is making this film on top of the skin and it's protecting it. But then what is it that we can also use? Like, you know, for example, let me let me give you the example I'm thinking, you know, when I remember a few years ago polyglutamic acid became this huge thing, right then everyone was saying that you know it's this it's even better than hyaluronic you know it's it's got more hydration potential all this stuff you know but really you know it comes back to the same question is is it really better you know or is it just this idea that a humectant is a humectant and that's it you know i i want i want to know you know really is there a difference because in this industry what i know and i'm sure you've seen it there's so much marketing you know unlike yeah you know you've worked for brands that are really and you've you've created these products that are really efficacious but unlike your formulations there are many out there that are just saying you know marketing stuff right so consumers are getting confused they're thinking oh if i do this or if i add this much hyaluronic and and on top of that i add the polyglutamic acid i will have this amazing dewy glowy skin but is that really necessary you know like is it that's what i want
1: (laughs) to know okay so it's it's actually a good question so because so so hyaluronic acid is so big to become so big and so famous that's why everybody using like a If we want to compare with hyaluronic acid, this ingredient is better than hyaluronic acid. This is better than hyaluronic acid, right? But uh, so basically, based on my knowledge, it's just no big difference. So actually, so but the hyaluronic acid is actually like a so human body already have hyaluronic acid inside, right? So the human body have like a familiar 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 with hyaluronic acid, so there's a no risk about like allergy or something, so that's why i I prefer to keep using hyaluronic acid right okay. and then and then I'm not using like a, any other like for marketing purpose of the different like a like a polymer or something so that i would yeah I would recommend because. Hydroic acid, longer history to be utilizing to the skin, right? Yeah, there, that's why there's more, more data. S- yeah. More data, so that's why it's more safe. That, yeah. That, that's the reason I, I, I'm going to keep using hydroic acid for the moisturization. I love that, and that's that's a really good,
0: I'm glad that you said that, because I hope everyone listening, you took notes, because we'd, you know, that's, that's my biggest problem, right? As, as a scientist, I also look at all of this marketing, you know, and all these brands, and everyone is selling these, you know, big words and saying, oh, you know, you need this also, you need this, but I've never felt that, you know, as a consumer, if you have a good hyaluronic acid product, it's going to work, and it's going to do its job, and then that's it. You can't expect hyaluronic acid to be doing what retinol is doing you know so yeah exactly you know so i you know with that i want to actually um ask you you know what has the journey been like for you transitioning from Padalabo and and the, the culture in japan around skin health to the culture now in america around skin health what is the biggest differences you've seen you know um in both areas of the world and and you know any takeaways that you can share with us
1: yeah actually it's it's a good question so because like I came to the United States like 10 years ago. Mm. So when I came to the United States, I was so excited, right? Yeah. Wow, The so United States is the world number one skincare market. Right? Yeah. And then like a center of the innovations. I was so excited. And then, but actually what I was surprised most was like a big, like a cosmetic regulation difference between Japan and the United States. So yeah, like a Japan government highly regulate cosmetics, right? But the the United States don't regulate much. So Mm -hmm. I I think like the United States is one of the least regulated countries regarding the cosmetics. So so I'm gonna give you a couple examples. Yeah. So like a Japan government has the list of the preservative, which can be allowed to be used in the cosmetics with limited dose. Because like a preservatives preservative is a very important factor of the formulation to keep product clean. But at the same time, it can be harmful to the skin. Right. So That is why like in Japan, we select preservative very carefully. And they even try to develop preservative free formulation in Japan.
0: But oh, however,
1: wow. however, in the United States, there's no regulation about preservative. So it means, yeah. it means that like a formulator can put any preservative with any amount. So- That's scary. So, so of course, with a lot of preservative all, all bacteria can, can be killed in the formulation. But that, yeah. is, it, is it really safe to the skin? Yeah,
0: that's it, a, that's that's see that's an amazing point you made because I always wondered that too is like too much preservative can kill your microbiome, can't it? Like, exactly, yeah,
1: yeah. So and that then is- and then like a, from like an American customer's perspective, so it is almost impossible to know how much preservative in the product because no information on the package. So- exactly,
0: exactly. And you know what? This is, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting, but I'm so excited to hear you say this th- stuff because this is exactly what I i have been thinking about it and i always wonder why scientists are not speaking up about this honestly Marky, because this idea of dosing is there in the east you know what i mean the the dose it exists exactly. but in america you don't see it on formulations you don't see parts per million or international units of this you know you don't see those numbers and i always wonder you know why we should know these things because if you are for example you know stepping away from hyaluronic acid thinking about something like retinol retinol is everywhere right everyone Mm -hmm, is using retinol but no one is telling you how much retinol is in the formula it's they're just saying this is level one level two level three level four i don't know what that means you know (laughs) yeah so So it's very interesting
1: yeah actually i want to talk about retinol as well so so for example in japan and uh So in order to launch like some of the cosmetics product with Mm -hmm. like a certain claim, such as like let no cream for anti-linked or like a vitamin C serum with skin brightening Mm claim. So uh, we need to submit all like formulation ingredient information or like a stability data up to three years and then safety data to the Japan government. We need to get their approval. Yeah. So it will take years or like a couple of years. It's taking a lot of time. Right. But yeah. from the customer standpoint, from Japanese customer standpoint, they can use product without worry, right? Yeah. Because they know, let no, let no cream in three years later will work as the same as a fresh product because right. japan government already debut all data and then give give the approval on it
0: see that's that, very interesting because right now what i'm noticing in our industry here in america just to contrast with what you said is that a lot of brands will come up with an innovation and they immediately bring it to market and i always exactly. wonder where the heck is the clinical data you know what i mean like exactly. why why is that not required it just it makes no sense every scientist in the world can agree that before we have data we don't publish anything there's no way you know and it should be the same for the for these over the counter products but unfortunately here we're not seeing that but i really like the japanese method that you've explained because i think that's how proper science
1: Could be done, you know that that's the essence of science. Exactly. So, exactly. So, in the United States, none of them are required. So, there's no notification, no registration, no like approval system in the place. So that's why there are so many retinol cream or vitamin C serum in the United States, right? Yeah. But from the customer standpoint. So there's no way to know how long this retinol cream is stable or how yes. long this vitamin C serum is stable because retinol or vitamin C is very unstable ingredient. So, yeah. so, so like it, it can be gone in like one week or one month, but the, but the customer believe it's gonna no stay on the product. For at least like six months, one one year, right? Right, right. But that, no, that's but, a, that's a good point. There's not yeah. no data required in yeah. the United States. And you know, you can you can
0: claim anything. Also, you know, with retinol, yeah. what I've noticed is that a lot of people say, "Oh, this is going to you know, it's going to completely change your skin. It's going to increase density of your skin." Honestly, when I look into the research and I look at the real you know, for the, for everyone listening, when you really read the papers about retinol, you mm-hmm. realize how old those studies are. These are very yes. old studies. You know, there's yes. very few studies from 2020 and onwards about retinol. So it's very important to understand that, you know, like there are things that are just older molecules or older formulations yes. that we have now Be beca- you know, we've done better now, you know. Like for example, Marky, your work with Epicutus. I mean, Epicutus, in my opinion, is a leading brand. You know, what you've created there is so magical i absolutely love the lipid serum it's so good it makes your skin you. You, yeah it, i mean you see results it's it, the results are there and again the data is there so i as a consumer i don't have to worry about you know okay is this going to be good for me or not because i see it you know visibly i can see the difference so my question for you really here is you know yeah. what is your approach when you're coming to a new formulation and say you know say you want to create something new where do you start with your homework you know in terms of what you want to do and what approach you want to take um from a
1: formulation perspective so i think so for the base formulation because i've been uh so i want to make it like a more japanese standard right so yeah. in the japanese standard it's it has to be clean and it has to be like a, from the, like a preservative perspective and also that it has to be safe and also, it has to be stable, yeah. so so for doing that, like a, actually, for example, if we pick up the retinol or vitamin C, so, so we need to formulate a lot of different ingredients, a lot of ingredients we need to formulate, in order to stabilize retinol or vitamin C. Yeah so. This ingredient is not for the skin. These ingredients for the stabilizing the retinol or vitamin C. But that, mm. that ingredient sometimes to be toxic. So I really don't wanna operate the ingredient for retinol or vitamin C. I only, I, I wanna only formulate for the skin, good for the skin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, th- that is why. So I love the signal. Right. So so actually, when I when I met uh, with like Max Stock, who yeah. is CEO of the signal bioscience. So I, I think uh, you met with him before, right? yeah. So, yeah
0: I've interviewed you, Max. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. he was in, in this podcast. And then uh, like that was like a 2016, I met with him because like uh, a Bioscience Biosciences, like a biotech company you know, located in the Princeton, New Jersey and they yeah. own the very unique and globally patented like anti inflammatory compound oh. known as isoprenyl system. So, oh. which is developed by Jeffrey Stock. Who is a molecular biology professor of Princeton University. Wow. So and uh and then like a, so like it's Signum, actually Signum and the Lot Pharmaceutical have a long relationship to run a lot of collaborative research. Right. But right. but I I but I, I haven't met with him in person until then. But the the, the point is so when we pick the active so from my perspective, from my skincare formulators, when I pick up the active, it has to be stable. And also it has to be clinically proven. And then also it has to be toxicology testing. Yes, yeah. It it has to be like a more safety data on it. So that is what, Signum is owning the data. Signum doing a lot of data. Yeah, this, so that, I mean, their focus is on safety. That's, I love that. That's really yeah, good. Of yeah. course, and, but not only the safety, but also the efficacy as well. Right, right, right. Be, because yeah. like, SIGNAM is like a long history, like 20 years history. But the, most of the time, SIGNAM developed that the, developed the new drug development, doing the new drug development. So, right. like, uh, through the, uh, the couple NIH funding, right? So, yeah. because new drug development and cosmetic de- development is totally different world. Right. Like, right? because for the new drug development, there's a, they require a lot of data, efficacy, safety, toxicology. So, and then the signal using same approach to the cosmetic product development. That's why. Yeah. So Signum has the very active, potent uh, anti inflammatory ingredient, which has a lot of data. That's what I love. That's what I love for the Signum. And the, I love for our compound. Yeah. And I love your formulation. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Thank you. I, yeah, yeah. Because, because the formulation is, because for the, uh, the skincare formulator it's always the most exciting moment to find ideal active ingredient, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's why I saw this is it. This is one when I met with Max. Okay, this compound is uh, my active. And I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna make special formulation with this active. That's so, so cool. I love that. That is, that is how uh, that is how I choose active and that this is how I the building of my formulations.
0: I really love that. That's so cool, and that's truly in the spirit of science. I love that you've, you know, you you have that in inbuilt in you as you know as a scientist because that is, I think, doing justice to our consumers, to the people that are buying these products, because we rely on the the formulators and the people who are behind the scenes to do due ju- uh, diligence, right? I mean, that's part exactly. of like. Yeah. And, and also the American culture, you know, going back to what we were talking about with like the regulations, Um, I as a consumer, knowing that things are not as regulated in this country, I will much rather feel safe purchasing a formulation from a brand that I know the chemist is mm-hmm. extremely well versed in what they're doing. You know what I mean? Rather than just random brand, don't know who's making the product, you know, don't exactly. know. Don't, and there's so many brands like that nowadays it just drives me crazy you know but i i want to talk to you marky i know that you guys just published a great paper and um it's uh for everyone listening it's, it's i'm going to link it with the concept art for this but i want to talk about this paper um the new brightening botanical extract that you oh, wrote yes, about yeah if you could yes, tell us all about sure. that
1: yeah yes so so this is the uh, the new skin brightening uh botanical episode which is Burdock seed oil. Mm. So, uh, do you know the burdock? seed? Yeah, burdock. Yeah, burdock yeah, buttock, seed buttock, buttock. Yes. So yeah. this is very famous for the Chinese herb. And then, and then actually, so our our approach to develop the new botanical extract is we always find active in the botanical extract. For example, so in this product seed oil. So we found like alchigenin, which is one of the flavonoids and who have, uh, which has very strong skin brightening potency. So mm-hmm. we already know alchigenin is very strong potency of the skin brightening. That's why, mm-hmm. and then uh, we, uh, we researched and then we found, Buttox seed. buttox seed contain high amount of arachigenin and then we, ex- we make extraction from the buttox seed oil and then we try to enrichment of the arachigenin. Mm. That make our extract is very unique because uh, we are developing enrichment adicigen enrichment product oil which is nobody had. yeah and then, yeah. uh, so we had like we had in vitro testing and also in vivo testing so where we so you do you know the cosic acid yeah kojic acid uh, yep, yep yes cosic acid is very famous skin brightening agent yes yes but the uh, but the problem of the cosic acid is a very strong uh, skin bright agent, but it's also very irritation making, make uh, skin irritated. Right, right. This is a problem of the causic acid, but that we found our uh, oxygen-enriched seed oil, uh, we call ABSO. So, which is same potency as causic acid, but uh, no side effect.
0: Wow. That's that's that, really big, yeah. So yeah. is it
1: working on tyrosinase? Is it inhibiting the tyrosinase? Oh no, di- different mechanism. So it's, okay. it's from more anti-inflammatory like a effect. I see. Okay.
0: Yeah, because hyperpigmentation is. I feel like these days, you know, in the in the world of cosmetic chemistry, everyone talks about like tyrosinase inhibitors, you know, as the only thing that can work with hyperpigmentation. But I don't agree at all.
1: You know. No. No. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah.
0: No. I'm. I'm glad that you're. You're explaining that because honestly, anti-inflammatory. I mean, I'm a huge believer in that. You know, inflammation is there to show you that something is wrong. You know, and you're whether it's in your skin in your body that's just what it is you know and i think a lot of times many brands or even consumers they find these products that are just you know like you said earlier you know things can cause inflammation and you might not even know it you know such as too small of you know of a weight of hyaluronic acid or like you mentioned just now kojic acid but you know consumers aren't aware of that they don't understand the role of inflammation and so Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see in the for something like hyperpigmentation you want to have a more gentle approach, right? I mean, am I correct? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that's that, that very important because tyrosinase inhibitor is sometimes is very like it's strong and then it's, sometimes it's very toxic. So yeah. that's why we want to use like anti-inflammatory, like a, the, the uh, efficacies. So because that's kind of our signal approach. So because so signal means that our... Compound is very strong anti inflammatory effect, not only ABSO, but also our IPC compound as well. Mm. And then, uh, because anti inflammatory is kind of the the basic cause of all anti aging or um, the, the problem of the skin, like, because like uh, hyperpigmentations, the, the link, everything came from the informations
0: yeah yeah. inflammation, and, and it's also at the, at the root of aging, you know, inflammation. Yeah. It's so that's, that's very good. A good point that you made is that you guys are so focused on this anti-inflammatory, you know, uh, direction that you're going in with your formulations, because it, it's now coming out more and more, even in, you know, uh, just normal physiology papers, you know, that I read from time to time, you know, um, in other areas, right. Of health, mm-hmm. that inflammation is the number one contributor to aging, whether yeah. that's your you know whether that's for your skin whether it's your liver whether it's your heart it doesn't matter everywhere in the body and so the more we can focus on anti-inflammation the better off we're going to have uh with our products and also with our overall results you know and, and that's something exactly. that I that that's I, I'm I'm behind you with that you know because the, it's real science there um now one thing I want to ask you marky is you know I want some advice uh from you for the listeners about how long you should you know, stick to a formula before you switch, because I think many times consumers, they will try a product for three days and then say, no, I'm done, you know? And so,
1: <laughs> yeah, so, three
0: days is so harsh for us. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want you to, I want you to tell us, you know, like how long should we
1: be staying on one single formula, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, so how do I say, like, let's say one month, but but uh but uh, actually so our our lipid recover lipid recovery mask we we are having the face mask in the thecuttors yeah. yeah. and uh yeah. so it, this is a result, so you can see the before after result, just one usage, it's like a fifteen minutes yeah I so love but. Yeah, everybody. So, because like we actually we recommend our like a deep recovery mask after the like a, like a post post procedures in the yes. clinic. Yes. So, like for example, in in if you go to the clinic and if you have like a micro needling or laser treatment, so uh, your face is gonna be left. Right, it's a lot yeah. of like a uh, inflammation happening on the. On the face so that's why after the treatment we really recommend to use our lipid recovery mask after the treatment like for 15 minutes in the clinic. but there's a lot of people saying just after the 15 minutes like yeah. redness, irrita- redness and irritation it's gone wow, wow. so because so because we, I formulated very high, high dose of our compound in the, in the like a face mask, and then we also using biocellulose mask in the face. Mm. Uh, have you ever had biocellulose mask? Yeah, yeah, I've used it with my burn patients actually. But exactly. I was us, yes. <laughs> exactly. So biocellulose mask is really good uh, for the like a. Uh, penetration enhancement, as well as like a cooling effect. That's why we we pick up the bioceros mask in our epicutis, And I'm going to combine bioceros mask and our our compound, uh, which call in the TSC. So, and uh, I formulate a very high dose of a TSC. So we can see very instant result in the, the face mask.
0: No, I like that because you know what, face masks are my favorite. I honestly okay. I say this <laughs> I say this in every single podcast. I say, you know, my favorite type of product is a face mask because I feel like they're, you know, they're so targeted. And I really, really love um, yours. I've tried them and I am obsessed. And you definitely can see a difference, not only with the inflammation, but even with the plumping of your skin, your skin looks yeah. more hydrated. It's a great way to prep for your makeup application. Great way to prep for, you know, anything if, in the day. So I, I think, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I mean, everything Yo, that you've
1: made... <laughs> It, that sound, yes, and actually, so so because lip, recovery face mask is so popular, it's becoming so popular. So we start developing neck and decollete mask as well. Oh wow, the different That's, shape, but uh, yeah. because neck and decollete is kind of the place you can see like an aging sign here. There, right? you can see a lot of like a link here, so. Yeah. I really want to care about neck and decollete. That's why we, we also developed neck and decoll masks, Biosheros masks. So actually I, I talk with Biosheros like a supplier and then try to make a new shape for the neck and mask. mask. Wow, so we, that's uh, so cool. We, yeah, we developed the shape uh, with the suppliers. So nobody knows, nobody has, our shape so this is is only us well i'm gonna you have to send it to me when it's ready (laughs) yeah of course of course i'm gonna send it to you you're gonna love
0: it i know them. i'm gonna i'm <laughs> gonna advertise it everywhere i i love everything you make marky come on now <laughs> no i mean honestly this this is so cool you know to talk to you it's so surreal i'm such a fan you know when i first i for everyone listening when Marky you said yes to coming on the show i was like so starstruck because i've been following your work since Hadalabo and i've been oh my God, you know, you. i'm such a fan and you are truly you know sir you are a scientist in the full form you know and i i respect you so much for your work so i just want to say thank you and i want to say you know thank you for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge you with so us much.
1: yeah yeah it, it, so I, I was so yeah it's, it's so it's so honored to be here and then uh, it's just it's so and I'm, I'm so glad you knew how the level and then uh, yeah. and then i'm so glad you love it cutest.
0: Absolutely. No, and yep. everyone listening, I'm going to link Hadalabo and Epicutus in the concept art. So make sure you check out both brands and just look at the form. I mean, everything that Marky has created, you can feel it. You know, as soon as you touch the product, you can feel the quality. You can feel how beautiful these products are, you know, and Epicutus is just hands down phenomenal brand phenomenal products you will definitely love it as soon as you try it so I huge huge recommendation here from my end as well you know check out the brand like we said I've also interviewed Maxwell Stock um you know and the CEO of Signum and so I would love for you guys to really get your hands on Epicutus just to you know get a feel for what we've discussed here and and really feel the the quality of Marquis formulas because they're next level you know they're they're truly thank you
1: Yes, but thank you I, very I, much. Yeah. You. and I, I want to say one one more thing. So, yeah. so like all all Epicutis product is preservative free formulation. So that's really I wanted to do in the United States because there's mm. no no regulation about preservative. That's why I really want to deliver preservative free formulation to the United States people. So, so no irritation at all. So please try our product out and then feed it. Please. Absolutely. No, yeah. absolutely.
0: I love that. And I love that <laughs> I love that Epicutus is, you know, you guys are put you, you're putting safety first. You know, that yeah. is the at the end at the end of the day, that's what we want from our brands. You know, we want that safety. We want that, you know, good formula that comes with the the science and the knowledge. And so this is definitely a brand I recommend to everybody listening, you know, if you're looking for a new like product or a set of products or a whole line, this is where you go. You know, this is the best of the best. So Thank you so much, Marky. This was such an honor to host you. And I'm such a fan and I always will be, but I can't wait. I'd love for you to come back anytime if you have time. So of course,
1: thank you so much for inviting inviting (laughs) us. Thank you very much. And everyone listening, (laughs) listening,
0: make sure you uh, check out everything and um, I will link everything, like I said. But thank you for listening and I will be back next time. Thank you so much.